This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. In the next 19 seconds, you could sell your home. Okay, it's, I mean, it's not going to sell your home, I mean, this, but it, you're going to take a big step toward getting it sold. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com and find an agent selected by my team, a professional who shares your values and speaks the truth. Sell your home fast and for the most money. Get moving at realestateagentsitrust.com. Mike Slater, Saturdays at 3 p.m. Eastern on the Blaze Radio Network. So... First things first, let's not forget the Crusades, okay? Don't be getting on your high horse. And uh, these aren't real Muslims, because real Muslims uh, don't drive trucks. I don't know. Uh, Poverty, it's our fault. Military interventionism around the world. We're not inclusive enough. Microaggressions. I don't know. I don't know, because the truth is, the motive still unknown. And we could never know what the motive really is. Well, anything other than kill the infidel. We know we, we can cross that one off the list. It's amazing. My my macabre defense mechanism, now that we have all these terrorist attacks, are in the most uh, maybe last like five or six of them is instead of focusing on the horror of it, instead of focusing on the 84 people who are crushed and bodies mutilated and blood pouring out on the street and, and seeing their family members on the, on, the, on the road, on their knees, crying next to their dying child. I'm sure you saw the picture of the six-year-old girl covered with a blanket with her baby doll lying next to her on the street. Like Who, want, who wants to focus on that? I get it. I don't, I don't want to focus on that. That's horrible. Two Americans killed. Sean Copeland, his 11-year-old son Brody from Texas. People throwing their children over fences to get them out of harm's way. Imagine being in that position, right? You're with your kid enjoying fireworks. Now you got to throw them over a fence so you don't both die. And the truck drove for over a mile. Do me a favor. Next time you're in your car, pop the odometer down, odometer, odometer to uh, zero. Reset it. Drive 1.2 miles. 1.2 miles is a long way. That is a long way. When I first heard about this, I thought, I don't know, 25 yards, a football, or not football, a, a, a swimming pool. Like your, your average swimming pool at the Y, 25 yards. And that'd be a long time. A mile, 1.2. If you ran a mile, it's like 10 minutes. 10 minutes, that's a long way to run. That is a long way for this thing to go, for this truck. A lot of people. So instead of focusing on that because it breaks your heart, I, I as a defense mechanism, I, I don't. And I instead sit back and wait to see how the left spins it into anything other than terrorism. That's the new game I play with these, and I hate it. So this one, it can't be gun control, no guns. Even though apparently he did have explosives in the back of the truck. Maybe. I don't know. I'm not sure. Some reports say. So it couldn't be guns. So this is what it was at first. Guns didn't wouldn't work, right? That's that's what they usually go to. So they went to a very old standby, which I haven't heard in a while. This was initially the very the very first thing was 
oh, this is because of our foreign policy mistakes around the world. Okay, this is our foreign policy, and this is this is what happens when you have military interventionism around the world like that. Okay, so you have that, but that's so old that that doesn't really people don't really uh, it doesn't solve it, right? For the left, the left trying to distract and deflect. It's not enough. So this is my all-time favorite, and they threw this one as a little cherry on top. My favorite one of all is listen, people. The most important thing that we need to do from this point forward, the most important thing for all of us, France. England, America, the most important thing is we need to be vigilant against anti-Muslim backlash. That, that's, that's the most important thing, people. We got to be vigilant against anti-Muslim backlash. They always do that. They always turn these terrorist attacks into a story about preventing anti-Muslim backlash, which, by the way, there never is. There never is any anti-Muslim backlash. There shouldn't be, and there never is. Which is why they don't actually point to anti-Muslim backlash. They just say, hey, make sure there isn't any. Yeah, there never is. So shut up about it. The all-time greatest example of this is Sydney. Do you remember two years ago, there was the ISIS-inspired guy who took people hostage, killed two people? The next day, a woman was on a bus and saw a Muslim woman taunted. And this woman was so harassed and verbally abused that she got off the bus before her stop. And the woman jumped off the bus and said, ma'am, ma'am, it's okay. I'll ride with you. And she wrote an editorial about it. And and then this sickingly self-righteous hashtag went around. I'll ride with you. And people would say, hey, I'm leaving from downtown to uptown at 8 a.m. on, on the, the, the 32 bus. And, and if you're Muslim, don't be scared. Don't be scared. I'll ride with you. Virtue signaling at its best. Everyone all, all over Twitter. Oh, hey, listen, I'll, I'll ride with you. Okay, let's, let's we'll do it together. I'll ride. Don't be scared. Okay, I'm fighting against anti-Muslim backlash. I'm not one of those people who who are bigoted against Muslims. I'll ride with you. Turns out the woman completely made it up. Did not happen at all. There was a Muslim woman on the bus at the time, and she wasn't being harassed at all. She, this white woman, just imagined what she would do if she was being taunted and then made up this story. She wasn't made it all up. She admits she made it all up. But by making it up and by this continued, oh, we got to prevent anti by continuing this nonsense, it creates this perception that there is anti-Muslim bigotry that everyone acts on all the time. There's not. There never is. So frustrating. So that's what they went with uh, right off the jump. Then after we had a little bit of time to uh, digest it, and they, they were thinking about, well, this isn't going to last for long. What do we got? Because there never is anti-Muslim bigotry, so you can't list, last on that for a long time. So what else we got? What else we got? What else? Ah, truck crash. Mm-hmm. It was a truck crash. Well, for, first it was road rage. So it was road rage. It's your average road rage, you know, no big deal. Uh, but now it's a it's a truck crash. Just your just your average truck. I mean, there was a truck crash on the five the other day, uh, kind of close to my work. Yeah, you know, I don't I think anyone died in that one. But here's a truck. I'm just truck crashes all over the country. There was one in Nice the other day, killed eighty four people. You know, just your average truck crash. <laughs> what? 
I almost got to give it to him. I've never heard that one before. It's great. Ah, there's the, the, the lengths they'll go. The lengths they'll go to ignore reality. Now, one thing on the anti-Muslim backlash, you may be saying, well, hold on, Slater. Don't you want to ban Muslims from coming into America? No. No, I don't. And Trump won't do that. Um, Here's my policy real quick, just because we're about to come to the convention, and we'll see if it even comes up. I don't think it will, but it's a pretty simple thought process. If you'd like to join me on this journey here for 90 seconds. There's 172 countries in the world, I think, 172. Other than Americans, there's 6.6 billion people in the world. So remember that number, 6.6 billion. You can imagine it in your head. 6.6 billion. 1.6 million of those are Muslims. So you got 5 billions. All right, 1.6 billion. So you have 5 5 billion people who aren't Muslims and then 1.6 billion people who are Muslims. Are we with me? So 5 billion, 1.6 billion. So we have two groups of people to choose from as we accept immigrants. 5 billion non-Muslims, 1.6 billion Muslims. I'm okay with accepting people from each group, but let's just take a second to make sure that these are good people who we'd want on our team. And by good people, I mean people who don't have any proclivity to blow other people up and drive over them with a semi. Oh, Slater, who has a proclivity for that? Well, I can tell you who doesn't. Japanese people. I don't don't know. Does that happen in Japan a lot? A lot of suicide bombers in Japan. They had kamikaze pilots, but not lately, right? So, I, well, all right, Japanese people, no, no proclivity. People in the Caribbean, I don't know of any suicide bombers in the Caribbean. So that's cool, right? So that's we can, they will have them. Argentina, I don't know anyone from Argentina. Okay. Iceland, another way. We go on. You get the idea. But there are people who come from certain parts of the world. Well, that is more likely. It doesn't even have to be much more likely, just a little bit more likely. So let's just make sure that that person's on the up and up. And let's make sure that that person wants to be an American and everything that that means. Is that racist? Is that so bad? Is that really, really that bad? What is the problem here? Thomas Sowell said, you got in one group, 85% of the people are law-abiding. Okay, that's group A. Group A, 85% of people, law-abiding people. Group B, you got 90% law-abiding. Well, if you accept people, if you accept group A, you got three times as many people who break the law. Do, do, do we want that? Like what? Like you may say, well, it's statistically not a big difference. You know, 85%, 90. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's a pretty big difference. Sorry, 85% and 95%. Sorry, math. my math is wrong. <laughs> Sorry. Group A, 85% law-abiding. So that means 15% aren't. Group B, 95% are all law-abiding, which means 5% aren't. Okay, so flip it around. Group A, 15% not law-abiding. Group B, 5% not law-abiding. That's a pretty big difference. Now you could say, oh, well, Group A, most of the people are law-abiding. Yeah, yeah, 85%, that's a lot. But mm, we can do better than that. And by law-abiding, I mean, or not law-abiding, I mean like blowing themselves up in a terrorist attack. So, so why is this even a consideration, really? 
Well, we can't have a conversation because of Islamophobia, which, by the way, we talked about a couple weeks ago. The guy who came up with that term, literally the guy who invented that term, Islamophobia, has since come out and said, well, turns out I was wrong. Uh, assimilation did not happen like I thought it would with Muslims in England. So anyway, does that mean, does that make sense? This whole ban Muslims. I don't think we should ban Muslims. I, uh, I know two Muslims actually, um, talked to them on the radio. Now, both of them say we shouldn't have any immigrants from Syria and Iraq and Afghanistan. And I said, well, what about you guys? And they're like, oh, well, we worked with the U S military. So, you know, us. You know we're good people. You know we want to be here. We've helped you for years when you were over there in your military. We're good people. But you don't want the people I know in Iraq and Afghanistan and Syria to be living here. That's what they've told me. Anyway, here's the Guardian. Uh, There are two immediate direct consequences for the UK if the attack is confirmed as a terrorist. First is the decision by terrorists to use the tactic. They've been using that for a long time in Israel. Second, past attacks overseas have led to increase in hate incidents in the UK directed at Muslims. Uh, No, no, it hasn't. But anything to deflect. Mike Slater on the Blaze Radio Network. In the next 19 seconds, you could sell your home. Okay, it's, I mean, it's not going to sell your home, I mean, this, but it, you're going to take a big step toward getting it sold. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com and find an agent selected by my team, a professional who shares your values and speaks the truth. Sell your home fast and for the most money. Get moving at realestateagentsitrust.com.